culture wars. It's not a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's right here, right now. But is it a war worth fighting? Find out on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hey everyone, welcome to the very first pilot episode of Pushback. I'm so glad that you joined me. Uh, this has been uh, several months in the in the making, and I'm so excited to finally get going and sharing my heart on so many topics. Uh, and I'm so glad that you are willing to share some of your time with me. This pilot episode, I want to talk really about uh, two words that perhaps I love the most. Uh, the first word is the word culture, and the second word is the word family. And I believe that these two words are very much intertwined in so many ways. Uh, I care about culture. I care about America's culture. I love America. I I'm an American boy and, and born and raised, and, I, and I, I feel so strongly and passionately about the culture in which we live. And as family goes, so goes the culture. Uh, every sociologist would agree that as the dynamics and the health of family, uh, as it goes, so goes the culture. So let me first talk about culture. Uh, let me give you a definition. A definition of culture is the sum total ways of living built up by a group of human beings and transmitted from one generation to another. I think it's interesting and a very powerful definition because if we live uh, just as the sum total ways of living built up by human beings and put a period there, then we would be tempted to live very selfishly, live very independently. But we have to add and transmitted from one generation to another. It's a key piece because perhaps is it possible that we would live differently if we lived with a generational mindset? If we actually lived thinking about our children and our children's children, would our behavior change? It's a question we need to ask ourselves, and it's such an important piece as we as Christian families are, are immersed in this culture. I've been doing a lot of digging and studying on the aspects of culture itself, and I, I've formed a list of 12 things that I believe actually is the, is the complete congregation of all aspects of the ways of living in a culture. The culture definition is the sum total ways of living. So what are the ways of living? Well, firstly, is the first very basic way of living, which is food, clothing, and shelter. And I'm actually going to talk about some of those things. And the second is one of my, my favorite words, family. Three, relationships. Four, government. Five, education. Six, language. And perhaps over the last 30 to 40 years includes media. Seven, religion. Eight, economy. Nine, environment. Ten, recreation. Eleven, arts. And twelve, customs and traditions. I believe that this list actually 
uh, embodies what a culture is and, and the categories that we will follow. And as I go forward in this podcast, I, my hope is to touch on every one of these categories, uh, to lean in passionately about our ways of living and not only our ways of living, but what, what should be a way of living that we would be proud, that we would be um, honored to pass from one generation to another. See, as Christian families, we understand that we are actually connected to something higher. And in fact, in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I am convinced of this, that the Lord cares about culture. He actually created it. He placed it in the Garden of Eden. And we as his children are, so, are supposed to propagate that culture, are supposed to reproduce that culture over the face of the earth. So what about America? How do we feel about where we live and the country that we live in? What are What is America's ways of living? What are her cultural truths? What are the things as Americans that we hold dear? Or what are the things that Americans that we are concerned about in the realm of culture? Well, let me go back to the beginning of our nation and, and quote John Adams. I love John Adams. He's, he was a dynamic founding father of our country. And the founding fathers created our country with um, the understanding that there would be no government-imposed religion placed upon people. However, if you read the writings of the Founding Fathers, they clearly understood that his ways were higher than our ways. Let me read a quote from John Adams. Suppose a nation in some distant region should take the Bible for their only law book, and every member should regulate his conduct by the precepts there exhibited. Every member would be obliged in conscience, to temperance, frugality, and industry, to justice, kindness, and charity towards his fellow men, and to piety, love, and reverence toward Almighty God. What a utopia! What a paradise would this region be! See, they understood that his ways are higher than our ways. So we as Christians, we can take it to the bank. We can, we can fully understand with, with authority, with power, with understanding that when we lean into his precepts and his ways of living, that they not only will be honoring to God, but it will be the best way of living. It'll be the highest way of living. And when we understand that, don't we want that for our children? Wouldn't every American want their children to fully embrace and fully understand who they are and, and, and the highest way of living so that they can have every advantage on this earth? I believe that we're all in the same boat in that respect. So I believe it's time to begin a conversation about America and our culture in which we live so that we can lean into the precepts and the truths that God has given us, but also make the case that it's the best way that it's the highest way, that it's the superior way. The sum total ways of living built up by a group of human beings and transmitted from one generation to another. Hey, we as Christians, we, we need to understand this. We need to embrace this. We need to, to engage our culture because we have a higher way. 
We don't need to be ashamed of it. We don't need to hide from it, but we need to, to declare it and we need to demonstrate it. Let me read what I believe was the cultural mandate that Thomas Jefferson wrote when he drafted the Declaration of Independence. See, I believe that he actually laid down a cultural truth for us that we can embrace as a country. And they felt, and the Founding Fathers felt, that if our country could embrace independence and we could have unalienable rights, that we could actually pursue a culture that would be positive, that would be higher. He wrote in the Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I plan on talking about that a lot in this podcast because I believe that those words, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, was formed the basic outline of American culture. And so we as Americans need to take that as a precept of our country. We need to take a step back and we need to look with a lens as Americans, as Christian families that live in America, that love America, and that care for America, and say... Is our culture a culture of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? If we see American culture and we analyze American culture and we see a culture of death, bondage, anxiety, and depression, then I believe that we as Americans should pause and we should reconsider. Is there something that needs to shift is there something that needs to change in culture that would allow us to once again pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? I'm a family physician, and I'm working full-time in the emergency department. And I see pain. I see anxiety. So much of what I do is reassurance in the emergency department because people are coming with such fear and anxiety about their lives. They're living in bondage. They're living in a culture that doesn't embrace life and life more abundantly. A culture of bondage and depression. And we have two choices when we see something like this. When I'm immersed in this in my profession or as a minister, when we see pain, we have a choice. We can we can go into the fetal position and we can hide and we can throw up our hands and say that we are getting swept away by the river of culture and that we have no say or voice or authority or power in this. Or we can rise up and we can say, if you are concerned about the direction our culture is headed, then maybe it's time to push back. It's time to push back. I was at a medical meeting with, with several of my colleagues and physicians, and, and the morale was low. And we were talking about the changes in healthcare and, and the different hoops that we had to jump through. And there was um, a low morale and, and hanging of heads. And I remember somebody said, you know, we're just going to have to get used to this. And, and something rose up inside of me in my spirit that said, no, 
you know, we live in America and the beautiful part about, about America is that it's a democracy where we get to speak out and we get to uh, push back against things that don't seem right. And, and even in that meeting, I, I responded uh, in my spirit. I said, no, uh, this doesn't have to. We don't just have to get used to it. We, if something isn't right and something isn't progressing like we expect it to, then we should push back. We as Christian families are not helpless victims of the culture. In fact, we set and shape the culture. It's why we're here. It's the mandate that we were given. In Genesis 1.28, it says when God actually uh, approaches his creation, his the man and woman that he created, and he gave them, uh, he spoke to them for the very first time. In fact, sometimes I like to call it the first great commission. I believe the first great commission was actually given to family. And in Genesis 1.28, he says, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. It's a powerful, powerful message. It's the first message. It was the first divine revelation given to mankind. Subdue means to, uh, to come against the, the forces of, of evil and darkness on this earth that would want to bring destruction and division, especially to family. And we are supposed to put those things under our feet. We are supposed to fill the earth, which means we aren't supposed to shirk back into the corner and say, well, I guess we just need to wait till Jesus comes back. That's not the mandate that we were given from the very beginning of time. And we are supposed to be fruitful and multiply and so entered family on the stage of world history. It's critically important that we need to understand that family was central, was a central piece to the father's original heart. He placed them there. He put them in the garden. And if you get nothing from this podcast, please get this message. There is no plan B. He set family on the earth to reproduce his culture over the face of the earth. You might be surprised to know that Genesis 128 is actually referred to as the cultural mandate. I love that. It's, it's called the cultural mandate. Why would it be called that? Well, it was a mandate given to family from the very, very beginning of time to do what? To shape and set the culture. To shape and set the culture. We are to be the culture setters here on this earth. So if we are concerned, it doesn't do any good to shake our fist or grab a picket sign and, and walk around and yell at people. We actually need to engage our culture because we love it and we love the people in the culture. And he has called us to be salt and light here on this earth. And we are placed and put into families so that we can be dynamic, we can be healthy, and we can be placed on this earth to shape the culture. Please hear me in this. I, I think back to the 60s and 70s, and I believe that there was a shift that took place in culture at that time. And the shift in culture um, went from, uh, it, was, it was the time of, of introduction of, of, of abortion and free love and, and shiftings in our culture that took place during those time periods. And, and I believe this with my whole heart, that if we can embrace uh, cultural revolution, 
if we can embrace uh, even a culture war where we're pushing back against the darkness and, and the, the principalities and powers that would influence the way that we think and act, and even the way that we pass things on from one generation to another, that things can shift just as quickly just as quickly. I believe in one generation that the culture can shift. And this podcast going forward is a call, is a call to a counter-cultural revolution. It's a revolution of, of love. It's a revolution of compassion. It's the revolution of finding what is best for us and moving, moving with authority and power. I remember one of our sons uh, was quite young. I believe he was only about five or six years old. And, and we were sitting at our dinner table and we were around the dinner table and, and we created a culture in our home where our, our children uh, would not lip off to us or be disrespectful towards their parents. And, and as our older children embraced this way of living um, and they honored us as parents, it became culture in our home so that we even today don't deal with talking back or disrespectful words towards us. And at this dinner table this one evening, our young son uh, lipped off to me and was was disrespectful towards his dad. And I remember when, when he said it and the words came out of his mouth that all of the other children, and we do have eight children, by the way, all of our other children, there was sort of a gasp and everybody went, <gasps> And Silas sort of, his eyes darted around the room and right away he looked at me and said, sorry, dad. And I just smiled and Amy and I looked at each other because we didn't have to parent anything. A culture was created. And as my wife likes to say it, the culture took care of it. And isn't that what we would want for our children? Isn't that what we would want for our country? Wouldn't we want a country where the culture takes care of it, where we don't need more and more rules and regulations. We don't need more punishment, but we just need a culture that's healthy so that when somebody acts outside of the culture, it feels countercultural. What I'm concerned about in our culture is that we have an anything goes type culture where there is no moral direction or value. And because of that, there is a lack of boundaries, and there is no cultural restraint that's placed upon our behavior. And that feels unhealthy, and it feels like it creates anxiety in our culture. So this podcast is a call. It's a call to families. It's a call for a healthy environment. It's a call for all of the aspects um, of the ways of living that we think about these intentionally as families, as husbands and wives, as friends, as youth groups, as churches. We think about these aspects in the way of living and we examine them. We examine these within ourselves. And we ask, is this the highest way of living? Is, are we leaning into the fact that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways? Is a culture war a war worth fighting? I believe it is. And I believe that if we take a, a militaristic fighting stance, that oftentimes we end up swinging at the air. 
but rather we need to engage culture from a, a realm of compassion and a realm of honor. And my next podcast, I'm going to uh, speak somewhat about what motivates me and my story. And then in the third podcast, I'm going to talk about honor and the way that we engage our culture. I believe that these first three podcasts will set the stage and will set sort of the rules of engagement as far as engaging the culture and begin having a discussion. If you're like me, it feels like everybody's shouting at each other right now. We don't need to shout. We need to have a discussion. We need to care about our country. We need to love America and we need to love one another. And in so doing that, I believe that we can create a discussion, uh, a healthy discussion on the cultural aspects of being an American and being a Christian family in America. This podcast is going to be, is available to you on YouTube. And if you're watching today on YouTube, hello, and thank you for joining me. Uh, So if you're a visual type person, you can connect with us on YouTube and watch the video there. It's also obviously available on podcast on iTunes, and you can subscribe on iTunes or YouTube if you want to get regular updates uh, and be prepared for the next podcast. These will be released every Wednesday, and so I'm excited to be part of your home and your family, and I hope that it will create discussion with you and your children at home as we pursue the things of culture and that we care, that we care, that we're willing to pursue it, that we will get out of the hiding and fetal position and stand up and embrace the calling, the calling that we were given from the very beginning of time and the calling that Jesus came to bring restoration and life to. So thank you for tuning in. Now go, set and shape the culture.